Season 2, Episode 1. I haven't been online for a while. It seems that summer has come and gone, and most of my time was spent uh, with yard work, a garden, drip systems, camping trips, and all that goes along with those four things. It's nice to have some cool weather. I, I can work a little longer outside into the day, but I'm also working in my wood shop, making little wood ornaments and what I call shelf sitters for Brenda's Christmas cottage. The cottage is a little shop Brenda has to help us keep busy with our hobbies of sewing, woodworking, beading, candy making, embroidering, and crocheting. The only ones I do are the woodworking and, of course, testing the candy. We sell our items to whoever might stop by on their way up or down the mountain on the four-wheeler trail that goes past our house or to any of the locals who might drop in from time to time. By nighttime, I've lost most of my morning energy and I just collapse in my recliner and turn on a good Hallmark mystery. I thank God each day for the opportunity to be able to do these things. I love being outside and having enough strength to dig a few weeds in the garden and mow the lawn and do a little work in my wood shop. I have even been able to finish a small pathway that I started before I came down with this terrible disease called cancer. I enjoy going on trips in our motor coach. I, I can drive again, something I have always loved to do. These are the things that I have not been able to do over the past three-plus years. I know that I have been truly blessed to still be with my family here on this beautiful earth. I know that God has given me another chance to improve myself, to enable me to, on some future day, go back into His loving arms and be together with my family forever. There are things that uh, still puzzle me about cancer. Why do some of us get more time to enjoy this life while others suffer so very much and still end up leaving this life? I know that I have talked about that fact, the fact that God is writing our script, and that whatever happens is for the best. But there have been so many out there who have not been able to win their battle. Cancer has brought them to their knees and left them waiting to leave this life. I have had some tough times, but not as bad as many have, and still are straining and toiling to beat this terrible ailment. There are those whose days on this earth are numbered and can't get better. And there are those uh, who have already succumbed and left us for a better life. We have to believe this, and I do, do believe this. The life we have now is only a groundbreaker for what is to come. But we have to do the best we can to make this life one of happiness and love, one of gratitude and harmony, even though there are situations that come along that would make us discouraged, disheartened, and hostile to everyone and everything around us. We must not let those things tear us down. We must rise above them and bring God's harmony that He has put on this earth back into our life. Harmony Every day we sing in harmony As we travel down life's road we will see 
God's majesty in every flower and tree along the way will strive for unity pressing forward to eternity thanking God each day for eyes that can see and voices so that we can sing in harmony from day to day the choices we make along the paths that we take will lead us forward or turn us around and if to God we are true in everything that we do the still small voice will be our compass through life's ups and downs and there'll be harmony every day we'll join in harmony as we travel down life's road we will see God's majesty in every flower and tree along the way we'll strive for unity pressing forward to eternity thanking God each day for eyes that can see and voices so that we can sing in harmony from day to day while we press down the road if we each carry our load we'll find that God will be with us on our way and if we give of our time to those around us we'll find that heavenly father's love will shine on us each day and we'll have harmony every day we'll sing in harmony as we travel down life's road we will see God's majesty in every flower and tree along the way we'll strive for unity pressing forward to eternity thanking God each day for eyes that can see and voices so that we can sing in harmony from day to day Towards the end of this past summer, I received a blow that I didn't see coming. We'd been told a year and a half earlier that I was cancer-free. After this announcement, I was still seeing my oncologist every three months. Before each visit, I would go to the hospital lab and imaging department for tests and blood workups. Two visits ago, towards the end of the appointment, I asked Dr. Reese when I could have my port removed, and he said, about that, uh, we need to discuss something before we decide anything about your port. I knew what was coming. We had been watching a small spot in the lower right lobe of my lungs. 
It had not been changing at all during the past few months, but Dr. Reese told us that it had now grown and was now four to five times larger. It had only been about uh, two millimeters, but it was now one centimeter. He told us that I needed to have a biopsy of this growth to see what was going on. Dr. Reese said he wanted the biopsy ASAP. If it was cancerous, there would need to be a plan of attack to rid this ugly foe once more. The tissue was taken and sent to pathology to find out what we were dealing with, and two days later, Brenda and I met with Dr. Reese via telehealth. The news wasn't good. This one centimeter in size tumor was malignant. It had come from the rectal cancer. The demon was back. We were told that there may need to be chemo or radiation, and most surely there would be surgery. I would need to talk with another surgeon. We need to come up with a plan to defeat cancer again. I'd become complacent. I thought I was out of the woods when I was only in a small clearing. I was referred to Dr. John Stringham. He would be calling soon to discuss what my choices would be to continue the war I'd been thrown into. I would need a PET scan before visiting with Dr. Stringham so we could be sure that there was no other cancer we would be dealing with. The PET scan was done and the results were sent to Dr. Stringham. He called me via telehealth and we had a chat about what was going on. He asked me a number of questions to get to know me a little better and to try to figure out my health status. Do you smoke? He asked. Mm, no, was my answer. Have you ever smoked? No, was my answer again. There was a slight pause before he asked very casually, Do you want to start? I smiled and returned another no. Those are all great answers, Dr. Stringham said. The ice had been broken, and he continued with three choices I would have that I'd have to think about to get us started with the task at hand. That of getting this little tumor out of my life. I could have chemo again. They could do some localized radiation, or I could have surgery. I wasn't really keen on any of the, those options, but figured any one of those would be better than nothing. If I do nothing, I would for sure not get better, and all that I had gone through the past few years would have been for nothing. I still have many things I want to do in my life. I still have grandkids to see grow up. I, I still have trips to make and things to see. So I need to continue the fight. I need to get out the artillery and start firing. Dr. Stringham explained the pros and cons of my three options. The decision was made to have surgery as soon as possible. The demon had to be removed before it had a chance to mature and do some irreversible damage. September was quickly drawing to a close. Brenda and I had planned on spending much of this coming winter in Overton, Nevada, out of the cold and snow. We wanted to leave by the 1st of November and make Overton our base camp for three or four months and do some traveling around Arizona during that time. Dr. Stringham told us that I would be in the hospital for three to four days 
and then about two or three weeks of recovery. After that, he said that I should be able to go back to normal activity. If all went well, our plans could still be carried out, but we would need to have surgery soon. I found out just the other day I have a smoking gun. It seems that nasty cancer has moved into my lungs. I thought that it was over when they said they'd cut it out. I thought that it was gone for sure, but it's been hiding out. It's back again, it's back again, it will not break my soul. It's back again, I will not bend, it will not take control. It's back again, it's back again, I know it cannot win. It's back again, it's not the end, so let the fight begin. They'll cut it out and throw it out and dash it into bits. That little demon's just about to feel a full-on blitz. I thought that it was over when last I told this tale. But now that viper's foe will say one last farewell. It's back again, it's back again, it will not break my soul. It's back again, I will not bend, it will not take control. It's back again, it's back again, I know that I will win. It's back again, it's not the end, so let the fight begin. It seems that life's a roller coaster full of ups and downs. The joy that comes and brings us smiles and trials that bring on frowns. The memories that we're making, full of joy or pain, will help us when we think we've won. But the boogie is back again. It's back again, it's back again, it will not break my soul. It's back again, I will not bend, I'll change the status quo. It's back again, I will not bend, it cannot take control. So, we headed to Salt Lake City on October 3rd. Our youngest son, Kendall, drove us to Murray, where the Intermountain Healthcare Center was located, and we checked into a hotel room to rest up for the following day. My surgery time only got changed one time, and by mid-afternoon, I was being wheeled into the OR. I'd be there for about three and a half hours, and then in recovery for an hour or so. When I came out of surgery, I was pretty dopey. I asked Brenda several times if I was still alive, and asked if they, Kendall and Brenda, had had dinner. Brenda told me that she'd had a salad and Kendall had pizza with onion rings. I asked why anyone would put mayo on pizza. Anyway, I was put in a room in the ICU department and stayed there for two nights. I was told that the only reason I was there longer than one night was that they didn't have a room available on the main floor. I was moved out of ICU when a room became available on, on day two after surgery. I stayed there one more night and was sent home the next morning. Troy drove from Kashem to get us, and uh, we got home just before 4 p.m. on Saturday, the 7th of October. 
I spent Sunday resting up, watching TV, and playing some cards with Brenda. On Monday, I went out to my wood shop, building some little wood ornaments and some light boxes for the Christmas cottage. I haven't slept very well the last uh, couple of weeks or so, and during the daytime hours, I've been puttering around in the yard and working on this podcast. I'll try to publish an episode every week for six or seven episodes for this second season. I hope that you enjoy and find some ways to keep fighting through this life and its trials, especially if your battle is with cancer. Thanks for inviting me into your home and, or wherever you are as you're listening. And remember, even if it's back again, it cannot win if you let the fight begin. And even if you think you've lost, if you keep on fighting, you're the winner. <laughs>